Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about um, this week's episode of The Book of Boba Fett, plus a few other trailers and stuff that have recently broken. But before we go into any of that, a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe, either on the audio platforms or on uh, the video platforms as well. You can also go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can find us and do bits and pieces all over there. And... A big thank you and support um, to all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members for your support, um, especially at the Go tier and above, which include um, Dana, Ricky Wright, we've got Baba, we've got uh, Dave, Diona, Adam, Mamed, we've got Ben, Raphael, my VCR still works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. And then a huge thank you also to um, Andrew, Elliot, Jacob, Caleb, Kevin, Red Marsman, Era G, Andrew, Cody, Darren, and Lauren. And also a huge thank you to Sarah again, for your support and um, with all of that there it helps um, keep all the keep all the f- um things that we have to pay for in terms of hosting and ho- host bits of pieces it really makes a big deal and they also get to contribute with the weekly q a so let's jump into it so um not a huge amount of news this week and um, we are um we're recording a few days early uh, than normal um and so therefore there's not been a huge amount of news we've had a couple of trailers um, first off, we had a trailer for Ice Age, the Buckwild Adventures, which is coming out on January the 28th in the US, Canada, Latin America, and some Asian countries where um, Australia, New Zealand, and Europe are getting it in March for some bizarre reason. Um, did you happen to see this trailer? I, I did watch this trailer. Sorry, my yeah. was on. Yeah, <laughs> I did watch this trailer. Um, I think I've said in the past, Ice Age was never really something I got super excited about. I don't dislike the series, but I never yeah. found it funny either. Uh, I mean, Simon Pegg is the the main mm. voice in this, so that should be, uh, you know, a plus for yeah. it. But the trailer really didn't do too much for me. That yeah. said, I think if you if if you are a longtime fan of the Ice Age, there is the the typical you know mm. humor in it for that. I mean, I enjoyed the first couple of movies. Um, I remember, I think I've seen a few of them at the cinema, even. Um, the trailer didn't really do anything for me. I was a bit along the lines of going, couldn't quite tell where the clips of the old movies ended and where the new one began a little bit, because it was like, okay. Obviously, Simon Pegg's great. I mean, I love him in pretty much everything he was doing. I was watching At World's End last night on TV um, before I went to bed. Um yeah, the and the animation looks a little ropey. I think the trouble is now, especially with it being part of the Disney, is your expectations are a little bit higher than it was. You know, I mean, a lot of people are fans of Blue Sky Studios, um, but this doesn't look in the same sort of league as like Disney and Pixar. Um, but it, it's going to be a fun, straight streaming movie. I'm going to. I know I'm probably going to like bits of it. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but it's it's not hugely high on my list of things to watch. I think it'll be a good addition at the very least. It, it's better than most of, of the quality of what you expect for a, a Disney Plus release, not counting Pixar, obviously. But getting it on there, it's a well-known brand. I think people will enjoy it. I'll I'll definitely check it out, despite my kind of ambivalence towards it. Mm. Um, I definitely do not hold the animation quality against it. Uh, it's it's understood. It's it's not mm. Pixar. It's not the Disney main studio. Yeah. That said, I, I do think people will hold it against it to a certain extent because all you're going to see is the Disney name. They're, they're not yeah. really going to be putting Blue Skies as the no. the you know big headlight name. Well, it's the fact. I mean, it's come out on the Walt Disney Studios you know feed. You know, it all came out through that. So it's definitely it. It should be a lot of fun. But again, it's 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 
the trouble is again we're at this point now you know we had these are like the lower tier movies a bit like diary of a wimpy kid <coughs> that kind of lower level and um, ones yesterday we also had a trailer for pam and tommy which is going to be coming on february the 2nd and we come into hulu in the united states and then internationally it will be on star plus in latin america and then on disney plus around the world um the trailer i mean this just looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun um i don't know is this just to, i think it's so different to anything else i mean disney have even been like mess you know they put like 18 certificate on the logo on the posters you know, it's. I mean, it was even on like Lorraine this morning. I was watching t uh, watching breakfast television, and they were like talking about. Uh, and it's definitely high up on. A, I think this one's really going to capture a lot of people's attention. Um, it's very interesting to see the comments and stuff um, regarding this one. Um, but yeah, it, I, I'm looking forward to this one. Could be a great, a great one. I'm loving the fact that we're going to get three episodes to begin with and then new episodes dropping each week because it's a limited series so i think it's like eight episodes and that's it but what did you think of it yeah this, this looks bonkers looks absolutely crazy uh, <laughs> it, it definitely is not a series that you'd be like oh yeah that's a disney plus show that, yeah. that is and it, obviously in america it won't yeah. be but yeah it, this whole thing it, it's a really strange subject i tanya was a really good movie yeah. so I'm, I'm expecting it to be that same kind of irreverent stupid humor of uh just weirdness going on uh sebastian stan looks great in there they look great in it don't they i mean they yeah. really do just look like they've just like i don't know how i mean i mean and like lily james has really gone through a massive change from you know like when she was in cinderella to this it's just um that. just yeah and then uh seth looks like he, yeah. he's lost a lot of weight good on him yeah. uh he looks really good in this and then nick offerman you normally mm -hmm. don't see him in roles like this he's normally kind of like that anti-government uh mm. hard-working handyman and this is like the complete opposite this is just like a skeezy gross looking guy I'm like that's nick offerman wow yeah and it's also that whole thing's all over like being like a different stage of the internet you know i mean it is it is scary when I sometimes think that you know my one of my main email addresses is like nearly like 25 years old. <laughs> it's just like um you know it's been around a while but obviously it's gone through changes and the stuff that was happening back then are very different to now and yeah it, it's I think the thing is if you, yeah you've got the obviously the story is I mean there's a whole host you know of issues with that one but I think just the whole concept of it the trailer just makes it look like a just an interesting story just that needs to be told kind of thing it's it's going to be an odd one it's going to be a yeah. tough one to talk about for yeah. a number of reasons yeah um yeah obviously this isn't something to just kind of drop your kids <laughs> off in front of but i think especially people in our age range are going to be really entertained by this yeah it, it's definitely going to be a a interesting uh, interesting thing and it's also kind of interesting as well um th this past weekend we had the trailer on new year's day broke um where it was a little a little clip of the, of the new Cardassian series, which is coming to Hulu and on Disney Plus internationally. And this one, it's been on our Facebook group. And I am I'm gonna be honest, this has been probably one of the most hottestly uh, the, the comments about the Cardassian series that's coming. Of the I mean, literally, you'd post something about it and you'd be looking at a thousand comments deep. Easily, I mean, the amount of time, you know, just every time it's mentioned, of just like this massive, just marmite effect of love it or hate it, 
And, you know, obviously with it being on Disney Plus internationally, then kind of brings up this whole thing of like, it can't be on Disney Plus. And yes, it can. And no, it can't. You know, then things like, and Pam and Tommy has done the exact same thing of it. It's pushing those boundaries. This and the Kardashians have really been pushing it of, you know, internationally of how different Disney Plus has become. And kind of the, the interest of like seeing it from the Americans' point of view of going, well, you can't have that. I'm just like, yeah, we, we do. It is what we have here. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's just interesting seeing like that reaction. You know I mean, when we think about some of the stories we had, like in year one, where, you know, like they blur it out, like the, the bum from Splash or, you know, they edit, you know, like Hamilton had one F word in, you know, and like, it's, it's like, here we are in year, you know, like near what, just gone into year three now internationally. It's just a completely different thing completely. And it, it and like I said, it's great for us because we have so much more to talk about. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. It, it's interesting though, because this one goes beyond just should Disney Plus have mature content on it or not, and obviously it's going to be different depending on where that is. the The actual specific topic of this show mm -hmm. that's coming up, there's a huge polarizing divide between how Americans view it and how most of Europe views this kind of thing. Because yeah. Europe, you know, a lot of it's just like, eh, yeah, the. They're naked, no big deal. Uh, obviously, the moving past the naked part doesn't yeah. change too much, but like you have a much more blase attitude towards it. It's just it's human body. There's a thing. Whereas in America, well, I mean, no. Well, it's, it's not even just in Europe. I mean, there's a big there's a big difference even just between like like the like I would say the nor you know the northern countries to like the southern. You know, generally, the, the hotter it is, the more <laughs> the, you know the you know generally like Italians and Spanish have a different view. Than like English and stuff, and it, it's it is just it is going to be a very interesting um series. I mean, you know, it's just I mean, I was I literally just just recorded um today's Disney Plus news, and one of the things I said was like this is us. It's just dropped onto Disney Plus. The first the first five seasons are available as of Thursday, and the first episode of season six. And like in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to be getting like Walking Dead on Monday. Then we're going to get like Pam and Tommy on Wednesdays, and then we're getting This Is Us on. You know, we're really seeing a real shift over to like different releases, and it, and it's great. I mean, it just makes so much more entertainment. You know, in terms of shows that we're watching. Honestly, that actually reminded me a little bit. Um, was watching. I can't remember which one of the Scandinavian countries had a a couple shows on Netflix. Sweden, Norway, one of them, and my mom was watching it, and she's just, and. She's telling me, I'm just like, yeah, it's a really great show, but every once in a while they're just naked in it. <laughs> it's it's Norway, it's Sweden, it's, it's dark like nine months out of the year. There's literally nothing to do up there. It's like daylight. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, also this past week, um, had it officially confirmed that the Sony movies, uh, Marvel movie Morbius, has been pushed back until the first of April. Couple of reasons, I think. Primarily, um, Spider-Man's still doing so well at the box office; they don't want to take away from it. But primarily, it's because of the the variant right now, which is just causing chaos. I mean, we're literally having all kinds of stuff going on. Um, events being cancelled. Um, literally, like Hong Kong Disney literally closed down like like today for two weeks. Um, just it's all chaos, and so I think they've just decided that you know what, we're just going to push back a few months. You know, we've already delayed it nine times or whatever times it is. A couple more months isn't really going to make a lot of difference. So it does mean that I, I don't think that's a bad thing as well. It's kind of going to give us, you know, if we don't get something um, drop in February, which could do by the time this one goes out, um, it might be good to actually have a few months without it at Marvel. I know a lot of people don't agree with that, but I, I think that's not a bad thing. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't even really count Morbius as no. a Marvel movie to begin with anyway. It, it It is a Marvel property, but it's part of the Sony Spider-Verse with, like, Venom and, and so on. Um, I don't know. It depends if they're going to take any... Uh, any story changes to it i presume they're just going to shelve it leave it alone and bring it back out whenever they're going to release it yeah. uh, but honestly i mean the trailers for this were completely uninteresting and mm. so i don't know you, you can't you can't judge a movie by the trailers but you can definitely decide whether it's worth your time or not yes, to try it i'm kind of like oh but of course i said the same thing about venom and mm. while i found that to be an accurate assessment for myself I know that a lot of people really did like the Venom movies. Yeah, I've been waiting for waiting for Venom to drop down in price. I don't know if it has or not. It might be something I might watch this weekend. Um, again, with Morbius, Morbius is going to come under a new contract with Sony. Um, so all so will we go into either Hulu or Disney Plus in its pay to window? So what that means is it'll get released in cinemas, then it will get released on video on demand and all the rest of it, physical discs, etc. Then it will go to Netflix for pay one for 18 months before then Disney can decide where they want to put it. And let's be honest, where Disney Plus is in the US in two years' time, I wouldn't like, you know, it could be on there or it might be still separate. Who knows? But um, just keep that aware. Internationally, currently, there are no currently deals in place to keep Morbius on Disney Plus. Right. Okay, so we're going to shift now over to our uh, main topic of today, which is um, the book of Boba Fett. So we've got a second episode dropped on Wednesday, just under an hour long. Massive improvement on the first episode. I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, it it was it was still a bit ploddy. Um, you know, I mean, you know, the guy that plays Boba Fett is not the, you know he's not a young spring chicken, so therefore they've adapted his style. I think to the character a little bit more. Um, but I just thought this was great. It was almost like a, a story of two. There were two stories going on. We had the the currents, and then we had the flashback. But what did you think of the episode? So, like you, I think it was a, a big improvement over the first uh, episode. I think the extra runtime gave it a chance to breathe, uh, and there was actual movement on the plots. Um, that said, like, there are two stories going on here. You've got the consolidating power, trying to prove that he's powerful in the current timeline, and then this Tuscan Raider story in the in the past. And there is a very distinct change between the two. And I have to admit, when the Tuscan storyline uh, kicked in this week, I was like, my my interest level just kept dropping. See, I did. I like the fact that once we got into the flashback, we just stayed in the flashback. Yes, I, I did. I did. I preferred that. But then you kind of look at it and go, should they have just gone in on like last week? Have just done the Tuscan Raider bit and then like gone because it almost feels like we didn't need to. It's like we could have just had one episode on one story and one episode on another rather than the flashback because it didn't really make any difference in episode two. Because once we were back in the flashback, that was it. Yeah, now I did appreciate them just kind of not going back and forth because that that kind of gets jarring after a while. Mm. But at the same time. I'm still not sold on the Tuscan story, so I'm not really invested in it. I do at least feel, now having seen this episode, that they are going somewhere with it, uh, beyond just the Tuscans will show up in the current timeline to to save things in like episode six or whatever. But they, they have a point to it. I just mm. don't know if I'm interested in the point yet. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be that like, thing of like, he's obviously either going to have them as a backup to help him with something, or he picked a fight with them and they kicked him out or I don't know it's there's obviously something that's gonna play into the current time zone that's my only guess on that one 
I'm hoping it's not simply he found Fennec at the end of that Mandalorian episode and decided it was time to go get his armor. Uh, yeah. There should be some inciting incident of some sort. Mm. Um, I, I do think it is very likely that the Tuscans will show up in the current timeline at the end to help with the final fight. I just want yeah. it to be more than that. I want there to be yeah. an actual payoff to this storyline that is not just, uh, you know, the kid being the the new clan leader and and helping to save Boba. They, they need more than that. Because it's hard as well to tell how long it's taking place between it, because, I mean, there was only, what, six or five years, maybe, between um, The Mandalorian and Return of the Jedi, something like that? It wasn't a huge amount of time, was it? Yeah, I don't think they ever clearly stated how much time was between them, but yeah, it's somewhere in that range. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a bit of an odd one. But I, 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 I definitely enjoyed this episode. The How kind of gritty down to earth like Tatooine of just being just sandy and just just yeah it I like the 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 look of it I'm like it just feels odd with no concept of of the empire no kind of interconnection at all or overtone of anything to do with that still kind of feels a bit odd it does uh it is Tatooine though it's it's mm. understood it's under a hut control at least through yeah. most of the the movies and sure they they had that presence on during New Hope, but that seemed to be only because they came down from the Star Destroyer yeah. that, that Vader was on, and otherwise the Empire is never here. They just kind of leave mm -hmm. it alone, uh, which kind of makes sense with this. Plus, having those two new huts show up in this episode, yeah, I think that was, for me, the turning point where I went from, okay, this is entertaining, to, ah, okay, now you've got a story going here. Well, that's the thing. Is I, the, the whole thing of just like the ba-boom, ba-boom, Ba-boom. And you can just, you know, and everyone's like, okay, something's happening. And then they turn up. And I mean, I, I you know, obviously just, you know, two huts. Like, okay, this is new. This is different. And, you know, the thing of being on the planet, because they made a reference to obviously last week of like, that's how they, that's how they think of a leader. You know, that that's who they're, that's what they're expecting. Not just some guy walking in um, in a helmet kind of thing. And I, I love the whole stuff with these twins because like, lying on the ground. Do not kill these off. This could be a great. These could be great characters for years to come. It was that kind of yeah. feeling. Of, yeah, this is this is a good, a good couple of characters. Uh, if this was a Marvel show, I would say that meant they were certainly going to die by the end yeah. of this because Marvel <laughs> does not not keep their villains around for some reason. But at Star Wars, they, I would they like never to die. see them. Be, <laughs> I would like to see them be like the the kingpin of. Of Star Wars for a couple of years, at least in the television shows or the Disney Plus shows. And I also like the dynamic of two because it kind of makes it different to Jabba. It kind of gives them a different because the, the the Jabba's cousin that was in the Rebels cartoon I found really annoying. Um, so these two just seemed a little bit more like normal. These they feel more intimidating. Like even in the Clone Wars, even in Rebels, when we saw the Huts, they they weren't intimidating the way Jabba was in Return of the Jedi and these two you feel like they could kill you just because they want to mm -hmm. uh you know they have the win especially the sister uh yeah had that kind of like yeah they're yeah, in control everyone does what they want and if you cross them you're in a lot of trouble and also they got they got that Wookiee bounty hunter um yes which I have found out since watching it because at the time I went oh my god that, that looks a really kind of weird character looks i want to see what more about him and then oh this is a comic book character you know this is a major comic book character that they brought over which instantly i think is just delighted a lot of people that know who they are who he is 
Oh yeah, I loved that moment. It was my first was like, is, is that is that uh the guy from Doctor Afra? Oh my god, it is the guy from Doctor Afra. Uh, so it was a great callback, uh, mm. and I hope they actually do something with him. I hope that they have some stories with it, and I also hope they don't kill him off by the end because he is a really interesting character. Well, you kind of also had that situation of like, this is the perfect. In you've introduced a new bounty hunter, a new you know, like use it. You know, you've got you, you got all these new movies, you've got all these series. Do, use it. You know, you want to use that time up. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you just look badass. That was the thing. I'm just like, okay. Um, yeah. We want to have a fight between them at some point. Um, yeah. And it's kind of in, I feel as well, like with Wookiees, we've never really, they, they just stand around in the background a lot. It's just like, can we see something a little bit more interesting with this one? It's a long way off. I mean, we could barely see him in other episodes, but overall it was just like such a, a it was just a really fun fun episode it was a step up over last week i it, it was a much better introduction episode and i think it really laid the ground for what's going to be coming next obviously as i've stated a couple of times i'm much more interested in what's going on in the modern story yeah but i think the tuscan story has at least established that they they have something they want to do with it now yeah. Will it end up in a, a place that is ultimately satisfying? That's too early to tell. Mm. You know, there, there's a there's a difference between watching because I want to see what happens next. I've got to see what happened mm. next, uh, which I think is the modern. Yeah. And watching because eh, is this going to be worth my time? I can't tell until I get to the end of it, so I'll just stick with it. And that's that's kind of the Tuscan. Well, the only thing is like you said, there's like it doesn't feel like there's anywhere else for the flashback to go anymore. He kind yeah. of feels like you know he's going to be wandering around the desert, and then we he's helped Fennec, and then he goes after um, Cad Bane, or you know all the rest of it. And it's like that feels like the, the natural. I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's anywhere else for to go in the meantime. And that's that's the main thing. the The conflict within the Tuscans was resolved in this episode because mm -hmm. they introduced the the conflict of this train, this random Spice resource train. Yeah. train. And then they resolved it, and they didn't kind of establish what the next step of this is. Now, he, he got the the Gaddafi stick so he mm. can, you know, fight, and we know he has that in the Mandalorian episode, but what what comes next? Where, where do we go from here? I mean, definitely, I think, like, introducing the, like, the Pike and the, the crime syndicates and all the spice and stuff um, definitely kind of leans more in on this like underground aspect of you know of what we've seen in the cartoons and you know opens it all up you know like only literally like this morning you know like an article about um Cora coming back and um it kind of again leaning in on the darker side of what's going on in in the universe it's, it's it is fascinating it's just, i think this again is where i do now I, that feeling of i feel especially in this era it does feel like having knowledge of the comics is because he pulls in from stuff from somewhere else so often it does help but also at the same time it's like like with uh was it was it black k is that the character the the wookie yeah i'm not trying to pronounce his like yeah. his his name but yeah um dr Affer typically refers to him as like black k or big k yeah i definitely like that was the kind of thing of like he is important i don't know why but there was something about and obviously it is and i you know like we saw it with the dark saber when they introduced that and the, and the um the dark troopers you know you know they're something big because of the way that they're presented um even if you've got prior knowledge of it all but yeah again i'm i this second episode really boosted this series up a number of notches for me i i really enjoyed it 
Yeah, and and if you are interested in that character, check out the Doctor Afra comic series. They are so far the only ongoing series that has consistently stayed good. Mm. Um, e even stuff like the mainline Star Wars title and the and the Darth Vader books took a massive nosedive when they jumped past the Empire Strikes Back era. Uh, mm. They relaunched in in that era. The first ones are New Hope or pre New Hope. Mm. This one's Empire Strikes Back. Afra has remained very entertaining all the way through and that's where this particular character mm. is featured yeah no i'm it's def definitely going to be interesting to see where all this one comes in um but yeah so we still got what five more episodes to go so we've got quite a way to go on this one uh moving forward anything else you've been watching on disney plus lately uh not on disney plus i i checked out the matrix resurrection whatever mm. yeah that one and it was it was a movie it certainly was a movie. Yeah, it's um, it's been interesting to see kind of like, obviously like the, at the end of the year, like everyone's been kind of going around and like, you know, looking at the box office numbers and what's done well and what isn't. And like, like HBO seems to have really kind of had that whole thing with Warner Brothers of them shifting everything on to um, HBO Max, really hit so many of their movies. And like The Matrix in like, you know, how, if you'd said to, I mean, it still feels really weird of, if you'd said to me like 15 years ago or something like that, oh yeah, it's gonna be a big Matrix movie comeback. You know, it was like, well, that was like one of the biggest franchises during that era. And it, it came back like a wet flannel and just like, just didn't do anything. There was, I think a Spider-Man just felt like it just took all the hype away. So actually now that I'm thinking about it, something interesting about the Matrix mm -hmm. uh, Resurrections, I'm gonna make mm -hmm. one of the weirdest comparisons I've ever done. Um, after we reviewed Home Alone, I was mm -hmm. kind of like, am I just biased against the movie? Am I being too harsh on it? And then I watched Matrix Res Resurrection and like the entire first quarter of the movie is the, them just doing like a meta, this is a reboot. The Matrix was written by Neo and it's a video game. It's like, and I'm just sitting there for the first quarter going, this is the stupidest nonsense I have watched in a <laughs> Matrix movie ever. And, and uh, part of it was like, Oh yeah, I didn't just dislike the Home Alone movie because it it made that stupid joke. No, no, no. I actually do hate when movies make this joke. Yeah. It's definitely kind yeah. of an odd one. I think uh, moving forward, I think because um, Warner Brothers have now said they're going with that forty-five day release. They did it with they've already come out and said like Batman, like day forty-six, it will be on HBO Max. Still kind of trying to boost up HBO Max, whereas Disney have still very much like. No, we're we're playing every title as and when we need it. You know, a lot a lot less um, flex. Or they, Disney are being really flexible. They don't want to tie themselves up into anything right now. Yeah, and I think as much as I liked the thirty day window, you know, that was very nice for, for yeah. people who did not want to go back to the theaters. Uh, it probably was a little too quick. It it really sapped any energy out of the second week and on because I didn't see it the week after it came out. Yeah, I just wait until it's on Disney Plus. It's only well, I mean, I think, three weeks out. I think. I think Encanto pulled in about two hundred million, so it, it did all right. I mean, for an, you know, it probably pulled in enough to at least cover the costs of it all. Um, but I, I even I'm kind of well, thirty days is the trouble as well. We kind of got to get us all used to this concept because thirty days, everyone's like, well, what if it's coming? A few friends are like, well, why is it coming so early? Is it rubbish? Like, no, no, you need to get out of this habit. This is it. You know, it's, it's coming early because it's good. <laughs> it's yeah. like, and this this whole thing of forty five days. Um, and like it is with Disney, it's it's a it's a number that they can use as and what they need to, rather than a dedicated like bang on day. Um, because like Antlers, for example, hasn't arrived here in the UK, but it's been out in Australia. Um, 
French Dispatch, they released on um, like home video, but you it's not on Disney Plus yet. They still, we still, I still feel like we're in the test zone of all these movies. Um, I mean, we've got, I'm just trying to think, we've, we've not got a huge amount of movies coming up over the next coming uh, months ahead. I think we've got um, Nightmare Alley comes out in a few weeks for us here in the UK. It's a little bit later than it's already out in the US. And then you got like the Death of the Nile. Oh, yeah. I think that's yeah. it then to turning red. There's literally like a couple of movies. And I'm looking at like what's going on now with like the variant and like all the cinemas in Canada closed down this week. It's just like, yeah, they've probably actually done themselves a favor by just like clearing out. Because <laughs> st I still wouldn't be at all surprised if turning red does either a 30 day or goes like day and date Amazon experiment. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Mm. Again, it is a Pixar film, and uh, there are probably some other factors in play there as well. Uh, that remind me, thank you for mentioning Encanto. I did watch that, too, not this past week, but the week before. I never yeah. got a chance to talk about it, so I'll just say it's really, really good, guys. You should watch it. Yeah, we watched it on Christmas Eve um, when it dropped. Um, my wife, because my wife hadn't seen it, because I, I went up to London and watched it um, before a couple of weeks before it came out, because I had the interviews that with the director and um, a few people. And I loved it. And that kind of thing of watching it again on Christmas Christmas Day, you know, it was great. I just I just thought it was really good in terms of how they how they did it. And then the music and the, the, the excitement in the Facebook group about this movie, every day people go, It's great, you know, what about Bruno? And you know, like the love of the movie. And then you got other people going, No, it's not got much of a story. So there's a real kind of sense of this one of like there's a lot of people that love it, and then there's a lot, couple of people who don't quite get it. Um, but I mean, the music, the colors, and the story. I mean, I think, like, yeah, it's not got maybe the strongest of stories, but I still think it's such a great movie. Yeah, the actual plot itself is acceptable. It's mostly just a framework for them to have fun with the characters, but uh, they are such really fun and energetic and colorful characters in so many different ways. It's yeah. just fun to watch them in their antics, but I, I will agree that the plot is a little thin. Yes, it's, it's, but uh, I mean, I don't know. It's for me, you know, it's that kind of thing. I don't know if it's, I don't, I don't know if, I don't think it's going to win best picture. I, I'm thinking like out of like Disney's releases last year of like Luca, Raya, and Encanto. I think the music of Encanto is the best. Um, Luca was a, a good over, overall one, but Raya again was, had, it was just looked better and probably had a better story. Very, very different movies last year. I, yeah, and, and that makes it very hard to rank them. Mm. And obviously, we did not rank them uh, no. in our 2021. I would put Luca at the top of mm. the three, but I would agree. Encanto had the best music. Well, yeah. the other two didn't really have music, so that makes it easy. Well, Ryan definitely didn't. And Luca, I don't think Luca, no, Luca didn't either. But again, it's just it's just great to have all these different bits and pieces to watch. Um, like I say, we've got, we've got lots of ones. I've been, I also, I binged for a load of mixed dish season one. The season two is dropping in the UK a couple of weeks. So, I'll be honest, I did do an entire binge of all 10 episodes of season four of Cobra Kai. <laughs> I did I just kind of... Sorry? I still haven't seen any of that of Cobra Kai. No, I don't know why. I did say at the end of season three, like, I don't know why. It's like, it, but I ended up starting it and <laughs> that was it. And yes, like, then suddenly so was, oh yeah, no, I have just watched like you know, six, seven hours. There's been a lot of television on. There's, there's been a lot of great shows coming on. So I've not watched as much Disney Plus as I would normally have watched because... Well, the BBC have just been throwing out specials and drama series, like some. And again, it's just um, we got some good ones coming up. Big Sky, new episodes are starting to drop. Um, I'm not sure on the. I'm not sure on, on 
if I'll keep going with the Wonder Years or not. I mean, it was okay. I watched the first few episodes, but new episodes are dropping weekly now, and I'm like, uh, I might watch it. <laughs> and it didn't kind of bite me the same way. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really a sitcom fan, yeah. so it's not really been on my radar. Um, that's so. I think we do have is Eternals dropping this coming week. Yes, so Eternals is on Wednesday, so we'll talk through that one next week along with Boba Fett. Um, I think that's the main big release for that week because we've got. Um, I think the week after is the world according to Jeff Goldblum, and then the week after that is I think we're a Hit Monkey coming in at the end. Yes. I was going to say that's and, coming in pretty soon, at least for you guys. We've had it on Hulu since last year. Um, but we'll we'll talk about it when it hits uh, Disney Plus in Europe. It's one of the things I'm really liking about the fact that with Pam and Tommy that we are actually getting all the episodes at the same time uh, in both places like we did. Well, we did, because well, no, even Only Murders in the Building, we were a week behind until the last week. Yeah, I don't know, just a, a bit of a plane. But nevertheless, so that is, I'm pretty much going to wrap up this week's episode. As we knew it was going to be a little bit shorter because it's a midweek episode. Um, make sure you go check us out over at what's on at disneyplus.com. Next week, we'll be back with an um, episode on normal scheduling. Um, we'll also have a live Q&A on Sunday night. I'll be answering your questions. And on that note, guys, thank you very much. See you guys soon. Later. Later. I'd like to thank all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members for their support. You can become a member from as little as $2 a month and you get access to our weekly Q&A and much more.